0: Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get started. Today's episode, we're talking all about three strategies to stop being afraid to sell. Dun, dun, dun. No, I'm just kidding. I feel like this is the elephant in the room when we talk about sales, because from a client perspective, clients are always afraid. Afraid of being sold to. And from a sales perspective, we're always afraid to be seen as salesy or sleazy or pushy or aggressive or any of those things that are associated typically with the world and the career of sales. And coming from a long-standing career in sales that I never thought I would ever be part of, I'm going to tell you that I have had to overcome my fair share of fears. And it is something that I still work actively with. Every single day, because although I'm not as afraid as I was before, I very much understand the world that you come from, perhaps that you're in currently, because it can feel aggressive, it can feel a little icky, and it can feel uh, overwhelming to understand the language of sales and how to work within the context of sales in a way that is aligned to you, that is authentic to you, that is really a feel good process, right? Right. So whether that's for you as the person actually selling in your business, as the business owner, the entrepreneur, the CEO, or if you have now started to delegate this over to your sales teams. I know that the biggest challenge that my clients have when they're working with their sales teams is ensuring that their sales process and what they are doing as salespeople is actually aligned to the company culture and values and how they want their clients to feel during that sales interaction. So regardless of which role that you play right now, please know that this episode is going to be helpful for you in understanding how to reframe this and how to go about with some very specific strategies uh, and exercises that you can use either personally or with your team. So with that being said, let's dive into this particular episode all about how to stop being afraid to sell. Now, before we dive in, I just want to give a shout out to my Sales Mastery Society members that this is the number one thing that they overcome and work through immediately upon joining our inner circle. Um, So shout out to them. And if you're curious about how this might help you in your business or your sales team, please feel free to send me a message, or you can go to salesmasterysociety.com and check out all the details there. So, Let's first start, because I would be remiss if we didn't at least first dig into what types of fears are we dealing with? What types of fears are we actually talking about? Because I know that just like everything else, if we don't lay out the context and clarify what it is that we're actually speaking about, we could be talking about completely different things, right? So number one, I'm just going to list out a bunch of fears that typically come up when we're talking about the world of sales. So, oftentimes in sales, we're thinking that we're bothering other people, right? That we're inconveniencing them, that we're being pushy, we're being more aggressive. Maybe we have a fear of rejection. And if that's you, we did a whole episode all about rejection. So, we'll link that up in the show notes for you below. Uh, Maybe it's a fear of actually asking for the business. Uh, I know a lot of times that can be perceived as being pushy or aggressive, like not wanting to have to chase after clients, uh, wanting to kind of build it and they will come sort of approach, Um, not wanting to have to do certain activities that are more proactive, like direct outreach or Actively asking people to work with you, Um, sending out invitations, creating enrollment opportunities, uh, booking even calls. All of this may bring up a lot of fear uh, when you don't hit your results or your targets, regardless of what the activity looks like or not knowing how to generate the actual results that you need in your business. Pushing past a no or feeling like you're actually being really pushy if you hear no's. Like, how do you handle these objections? How do you handle hearing no? Um, And how do you stop being so afraid of just doing something that's related to sales in your business? If any of that sounds like you, you are in the right place. And we are going to talk about three simple strategies for how you can stop being afraid to sell in your business right here and right now. So first of all, whoo, that was a long list, right? And I want to applaud you because if you were nodding along and being honest and vulnerable with yourself as you were hearing me talk about some of these things and some of these fears and some of these real life situations of when it might come up for you in your business, just know that fear is a normal thing. Fear is actually designed to keep us safe, right? So the part of our brain, our amygdala, which is our lizard center, it is the oldest part of our brain. It has evolved the least out of all the different parts of our brain. And as a result, it's one function is to keep us alive. And the fears that we feel trigger our sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. And it's essentially our adrenaline. It's the piece that keeps us alive if we are held up at gunpoint, Or if we are on a sales conversation, I know that those are two extremes, but I I want you to know that your brain doesn't know the difference when it faces fear, the response is going to be the same. And that's why it feels so bad. That's why immediately your body starts to just react to things. And you, you probably have been judging yourself or telling yourself uh, a story of, oh my gosh, I shouldn't feel this way. And I know this because I've been there too. So I totally get it. Because when you have a response that's triggered by something that's in front of you, that makes no sense whatsoever. Like you can't match up. Hey, I'm having a sales conversation or a discovery opportunity with a potential client. And all of a sudden the panic is starting to rise and maybe you're getting sweaty palms and increased heart rate. It's hard for you to breathe or your mouth suddenly runs dry. And you just can't get the words out. And you're thinking, oh, my gosh, this isn't a life or death situation. But why does it feel like this? It's because your fears have been triggered. And I want you to know that that is normal. I I want you to know that your brain is programmed to do this. And the great news is, you know, you're thinking, well, how is that good news, Susan? Well, the great news is that you're afraid, but your potential client is equally afraid It's just in a different way, because remember, when you are on the receiving end of something that you don't understand, that you're not prepared for, that you're not even looking for, then you're going to be afraid. You're going to have skepticism. You're going to maybe even be angry. But the good news is that if somebody has actively put up their hand, they have reached out to you. They have booked an appointment. They have said yes to having a conversation with you, then they are equally invested in learning a little bit more about how you could help them. So they're equally afraid of what that's going to look like, because nobody really looks for change. Nobody wants to change their life. Nobody wants to change their business. Nobody wants to admit that there's something wrong and that they need help. Those are the things that we secretly just hope would go away, right? And at the end of the day, if somebody could wave a magic wand and just have the life The business, the health, the relationships, like the thing of their dreams that they are desperately seeking your help for, of course, they would take it. And it's because they don't want to have to go through the change. That's what they're the most afraid of. And so while you're afraid of selling to them and being seen as sleazy or aggressive or pushy, they're afraid of, oh, my gosh, is this going to work for me? Oh, my gosh. Like, is this? is this what I actually need? What if it doesn't work? What if it does work? What if they're not very nice? Like all these different fears that might be going through their head. And I want you to think for yourself, have you ever been in a situation where you desperately are looking for help and you really want what it is, but At the same time that you are excited that you might possibly get the solution, you're also secretly afraid or maybe not so secretly afraid you're there's a a fear that's rising up inside of you as you're having to decide and as you get closer to that moment of having an opportunity to have your life changed. I just want to give you pause there, right? Because that's ultimately what you're creating an opportunity for people to get through your business, through the transformation that you offer them. So just know that as scared as you are, chances are your potential customer, your client that's sitting on the other line with you is just as scared too, right? And they're worried about, oh my gosh, is my neck on the line? So for those that might be selling more in a corporate space, more business to business, and you're thinking, Susan, this is not applied to me. They're not scared. What could they possibly be worried about? As a sales leader and as somebody who actively has sold to billions of dollars worth to C-suite executives, I'm telling you right now that everybody is worried. Everybody's worried about letting their families down, about letting their shareholders down, about letting their teams down, about letting their executive down. Like, you name it, there is something that as a human being that we feel like we're not yet being able to accomplish. And that creates fear, that creates worry, that creates anxiety. And so there is no one person on the planet that is immune to this because guess what? We all have the same parts of our brain and that dreaded amygdala is going to come out and try and make sure that it knows, hey, this could be dangerous, So we need to be afraid because if we don't have any fear, then we may not make it through another day. And that is the sole function of that one piece of your brain. And as a result, unless you've gotten rid of your amygdala, which I haven't heard of anybody being able to do that, then just know that every single human being on the planet earth also has fears. Is it to the same degree? I don't know. But just know that you're not alone in that room being the only one who is afraid. So. Here are the three specific strategies that I want you to start with in order to help you to start being unafraid and unapologetic about how you sell, because that's what we're here for, right? So number one, I want you to actually take some time and list out your fear. So I gave you a whole bunch at the beginning of this episode. I want you to take some time and you don't have to do this all in one sitting. You could space it out over a period of a day or days or weeks, whatever is going to work for you. But I do want you to to commit to yourself, that you're actually going to do this because it's going to be super helpful for you to know instead of going around blind and instead of just worrying about a whole bunch of blanket fears that you basically have that are nameless. That are faceless, because when we have faceless, nameless fears, they seem so much bigger than we were when we are able to actually articulate them and put them down on paper. So I want you to list out your fears and I want you to get super specific. What actually are you so afraid of? What is it about your sales process that you are so afraid of? And it may be just as easy as identifying. I'm afraid because I don't have a process. Like I'm just winging it. I don't know whether or not what I'm doing is actually going to work. So maybe that's one of the fears. Great. Amazing. Write it down, right? So I want you to just make a list. Don't judge yourself. Just write it all down. And as you're going through your day to day, as you're interacting with your potential clients, with your leads and prospects, and your existing customers, I want you to just notice what's coming up for you. What are some of the fears that you're noticing that you're playing out in your brain? And start to jot these down. Now, once you have this list as complete as you would want it to be, I want you to identify what are some of the logical fears and what are some of the more emotional fears? Because when you understand that some of these fears are going to have no sort of logic or rhyme or reason to them, they're going to be 100% emotionally based, then it's going to be a lot easier for you to understand what kind of things are coming up for you so that you can categorize them so that you can see, hey, do I need to actually do something with this? Or can I just simply let it go and bless and release it because it served its purpose, but it no longer serves purpose. Some of these fears are going to be actually founded in reality, meaning that I don't have a process. Like I'm afraid that I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. So if that might be both an emotional fear and a logical fear because you don't know what you're doing. Well, that's emotional, right? That's that's very emotional. But at the same time, if you say, Well, I don't know what I'm doing because I don't have a process to follow, well, that's a logical fear where you can go, Well, can I can I solve this problem? Is that something that is solvable? So if I am afraid because I don't have a process. Can I create a process? And if you're missing the skill set to create a process, because that's often why my clients come to work with me inside of Sales Mastery Society, then we give them the skills so that they can learn how to create their own process. So if you need to know what a process looks like, we're going to link up below the show notes, um, an episode all about the sales process, but you need to customize the process for you. Knowing what the process is is great and having a framework for it is amazing. But being able to know how do you want to use the process in your own business and what does that look like for you specifically? That is sometimes where we get a little bit stuck, but it is a skill set that you can learn. So this is exactly what I help my clients with. And I want you to know that you don't have to judge yourself for not knowing the skill. We don't we don't come out of the womb knowing how to sell. We don't come out of the womb knowing probably the gift that you have necessarily, um, or the processes that you teach in your own business. So I want you to just let that go, let go of the judgment, and just identify what are some of the skill sets that you actually need to learn as a result of what you've just identified. And some of these, can you just let the fear go, because it no longer serves you, it doesn't make any sense. The second strategy, I want you to Detach from the outcome. Now, I know that this gets spoken about a lot. And then people never explain to you, uh, what does that look like? Because if I have to pay my bills, if I can't, um, if I don't have money in my bank account right now to be able to pay my mortgage, to pay my rent, to buy my groceries, to send my kids to school, to pay for my payroll for my teams, Susan, How am I supposed to detach from the outcome when I know I need those results? How do I reconcile this in my brain? So here's what I want you to do. I want you to go and listen to the single activity that you need to do as a business owner in order to drive your results. We're going to link up that episode below in the show notes for you first. But I also want you to think if you have no control over the result, right? Because ultimately we don't. We don't have any control over whether or not people buy. Can you guide people to make a buying decision? Absolutely. Can you make sure that your messaging, your positioning, your marketing, your sales, like all of them work together and that you provide stellar results so that clients want to continue to work with you time and time again? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, can you literally strong arm somebody into forcing them to pay for you? No, you can't. Now you could do all kinds of ninja NLP, hypnosis, like crazy persuasion strategies and tactics. But I'm going to tell you that they don't work very well because people don't do the results that you want them to get. And so that just bites you in the butt because you have a lot of one-time customers, but then they don't continue to buy from you. They don't refer clients to you. And then they're dissatisfied and you are dissatisfied because I know that if you're doing this business for any other reason than to make impact. It's you want to see people win and you can't have people win if they're not getting results. So at the end of the day, the only thing that you can control is the process. Did you follow the process? Did you commit to the activity inside of the process? And are you consistently doing them day in and day out that you have faith and belief that you have chosen the right Activities that will generate the results. Uh, And as a result, then you have to just celebrate the process. You have to celebrate every step of the journey. You have to celebrate sending out an email. You have to celebrate um, posting on social media. You have to celebrate making another sales call. You have to celebrate booking another discovery. You have to celebrate sending out a proposal, if that's what you do in your business. I want you to know that when we focus so much on the sale, when we focus, only on the dollar values of our clients and potential clients that we miss the opportunity to understand the very levers in our business that actually help to generate those results. And we become very opportunistic as opposed to focused on opportunity. And I think this is where when we look at behind the scenes of the curtains of the most abundant and successful businesses, yes, they celebrate results, but I'm going to tell you that when they first started, And there's not a lot of results to celebrate in the first place. They focused on the process. They celebrated the process and the the most successful businesses do both, right? But at the end of the day, you can't punish yourself for not seeing results. The only thing that you can do is adjust and regroup and tweak so that if your process and you've been following that now, hear me out. This is not leave for you to switch your process here, there, willy nilly, just because you're not seeing the outcomes that you want. Most of the time, it's because we haven't given enough time in the thing. Okay. It's timing and it's also time in, and we have that episode. We'll link it up in the show notes below for you as well, because you can't sell yourself short of the result. If you haven't given it enough time to take hold, just like when we go and and plant uh, plants, like it needs time to germinate, it needs time to sprout, it needs time to start to bloom. And if you suddenly think, well, I just planted this thing, and it's not growing, of course not. You haven't given it enough time, but you still water. You still give it love. You still make sure that it's getting enough sunlight and attention. And maybe from time to time, you also need to fertilize it. So you're giving it a little bit of extra to ensure that it's due, You've done everything that you can in order to cultivate a, a safe and fruitful growing environment. So that's the same for you and your business. Your process is the growing environment. It is the process of growing. It is the process of harvesting. It is the process of seeing fruit from the labor of your your hands. So the outcome, the result, the harvest, not everything is gonna grow at the same time. Not everything is going to be beautiful fruit, but there will be fruit if you give it enough time. So celebrate the process is our second strategy. The third strategy is to identify needs. When you focus on identifying needs for the people that you serve, You put on a detective's hat and you really think about how can I serve these people? How can I help them? If they don't have a need for what it is that you actually provide them with, they're not going to buy. And that's okay because not everybody has a need, but your job is to find the people that do have the need. Your, Your job is to find people that have the problem that you can solve. And if they don't have a need for you, if they don't want what it is that you're Trying to sell them, they're never going to buy. And if they do buy from you, they're never going to use your products or services, which again, then they don't get the result and neither do you. And while it's short sighted to say, yeah, I'd love to get those sales, I'm going to tell you that you're going to constantly have to do more work on the front end because you're getting the wrong types of sales and customers through the door. And if you really put in the time to just slow down and think, how do I serve in the best capacity possible for the people that I'm here to help? And I'm looking for a certain person. I'm looking for my dream clients and customers. I'm looking for people that have a problem that I can solve. I'm looking for the biggest problem that I solve through my programs and my services and my products. Then you're always Going to have people looking for you. You're always going to see and hear from people that are wanting to do business with you. And that will slowly but surely, I guarantee you, the more that you're able to just see how you can serve people and help them and match that up with your products and services and give them an opportunity to buy from you, that fear that you have is going to move away. Because when you're able to think outside of yourself and you find someone to serve every single day, and that's what you're doing when you go in search of identifying needs for people who are struggling, find someone to serve every day. And if that doesn't help shift your perspective, if that doesn't help you to to stop being so afraid of what it is that you do for for folks that they can only get once they pay you. I don't know what else is going to help, because I tell you, this was the thing that triggered everything for me, that shifted everything, gosh, 26 years ago now, right? And when I had that moment, when I had that opportunity, I just thought, my goodness, um, could it be so simple? And really, and truly, it has been because when I focus on the people that I'm here to serve and my goal is to find someone to serve every single day through my products, my services, my programs, and that I'm identifying their need and I'm looking for a problem that I know I can uniquely solve, that that is everything. And then I never have to be afraid of telling them about something that they could use, that could save their life, that could transform their business, that could improve their health or well being. Everything that I, I provide, whether it's a service that I use and I recommend, or one that I create inside of my business, regardless of what the source is, every time that I make a recommendation, every time that I am serving people, every time that I give them an opportunity to buy something that could change their lives. I stop being afraid because it is no longer about me. And it is now all about you, the person I'm here to, to serve and to help solve a problem for. So I hope this was helpful. I hope this helped to unpack why fears are so normal. But at the same time, the three strategies that I hope that you're going to be able to use so that you can overcome and stop being so afraid to sell, so that people that are out there counting on you can start getting more of you. In your business. Thanks so much. And again, if you're looking for help and support in this particular area, come and join us inside of Sales Mastery Society. That's my inner circle where I help my clients the most. And you can grab more details at salesmasterysociety.com or feel free to shoot me a message over on the Instagrams for any questions that you might have. I'm happy to answer. And I'll be the first one to tell you if you are not yet ready to come and join us inside of that exclusive inner circle. Thanks so much. And we will talk to you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to let me know what you think by leaving a review so I know how best to serve you. If you're enjoying this show, don't forget to share and hit subscribe so you know when the next show is up. See you next time.